on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality I just won myself a bet with my boys Who's paying? You said I would get it? All right. Never my bad. They believe in me now. All right. Guys, I'm super excited about today's show. The bet was, would I get the intro right the first try, try or the second try or third try? Because right now I've been having a problem with the intro. True or not true? True. See, I'm not, all, I'm not good at everything, just most things. So, <laughs> so guys, have an awesome show for you today. I'm super excited about it. Uh, Bringing back an, uh, an old, recognizable voice from the podcast of right in the beginning, uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, we're going to talk about 75 Hard, which he absolutely crushed, by the way. Um, we're going to talk about the ins and outs of his journey and what what he experienced. I think you guys are going to really love the show. Thanks for coming on, brother. Ben Newman. Andy, it is, uh, it's awesome to be back in the studio with you. Man, we cut up and had some amazing times. Oh, bro. On Bro. the on the microphone, yeah. on the stages, and you know it's wild. People always ask, "When are you guys going to get back together?" When are you? and it's not that like everybody listening, it's not that we don't want to. No, it's just like we, both we, do we a apologize, but we both do a lot of shit. So yeah. like it's not as easy as it sounds. But yeah. uh, man, I'm so glad to be here with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have you, bro. Uh, we've been trying to get this show together for a few weeks now um, because, dude, you just had an I mean, incredible, incredible. Uh, live hard results, the the complete program. And I kind of wanted to go through and just, you know, I mean, bro, you're already a high performance guy. Like that's how you make your living. You know, uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Ben is one of the uh, best mental toughness coaches in the world and, and one of the best speakers in the world. Um, he coaches, uh, dude, I'm talking about the best of the best. The University of Alabama hires this man to come in and teach them how to be tougher. All right. When the University of Alabama is hiring you to come in and teach how to be a higher performing individual, uh, you know what the fuck you're talking about. So I am super excited to get into this journey, bro. I mean, you know, I, I'll, I'll bring something up real quick because I just got back from Tuscaloosa last night. Yeah. So it's, you know, this year, actually, Coach Saban, this is my fourth year with the team. He's relied on me to do more this year than I've ever done. I mean, we built a whole mental conditioning for success program and so, I mean, I've been there throughout the entire year. A lot of people think football is just like, oh, when the season comes around, like, no, football never stops. That's right. And in that building in Tuscaloosa, it really never stops. And you're always uncomfortable when you go in. But the reality is just like so many people who have attempted 75 hard, you're thinking about 75 hard. What's going to hold you back is your self-talk. It's the same thing at Alabama. What's going to hold those players back from competing at their highest level or not? It's their self-talk. And for you listening, it's your self-talk. For anybody in corporate America, it's your self-talk. Self-talk is what holds us back. And so for me, what I think is kind of unique for people to hear, I had so much self-talk around 75 hard because I have my unrequired workout that I've done forever. And and I used to tell myself, why do I need to do 75 hard? Well, I that was going to be my I do first my own, question. Bro. I do my unrequired work. Why yeah. do I need to do it? Right. And that was my self-talk. Yeah. And then I, I, I'm like, well, shit, I mean, I've been friends with Andy forever. Look at the results Andy's getting. Why would I not challenge myself? Because I'm a mental toughness coach. Like, I am i don't need help anymore. You know, hold on. Let's stop right there. 
Now, I want you guys to recognize what we're talking about here in terms of your own character and your own performance. This is a man who literally teaches how to be mentally tough, who, who, who was able to look at it and say, no, I'm, I'm good enough to learn here. I'm good enough to try some new shit. And that is the mark of a true champion. It's humility. It's true humility. You know, people think humility is, um, you know, I don't brag about my success. No, dude, you guys got it all wrong. Humility is the skill that, of understanding that you can always improve. You can always get better. And you're no better than, than the work you do. So, I mean, dude, that's something most people just won't do. I still have two coaches. Bro, I get it. One of my coaches is 31 years old. I'm 42. Yeah, there you go. He's 31 years old. Yeah. <clears throat> Drew Hanlon, another St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, this guy is one of the sharpest. He's talented. a basketball coach, right? Yeah, he's one yeah. of the top NBA skills trainers yeah. in the world. Yeah. I coach him. He coaches me. We bounce back and forth. Like, we sharpen each other's iron. Because he's 31. I'm going to say, I'm 42. Well, dude, yeah. you haven't been through life long enough. Yeah. Dude, that guy is so further along than I am yeah. in what mental toughness. I mean, the dude stopped eating cake when he was 10 years old. Never had <laughs> birthday cake because he wanted to play college basketball. I mean, I mean, like, talk about, like, yeah. You can learn so much from people if you just check your ego and yeah. say, look, like it's okay to not know everything. Yeah. And I hope I go to the grave not knowing everything. You, I'll live an okay life if I go to the grave still wanting to learn and get better. Dude, I think that's the whole key to the whole thing. Like the whole key to the whole journey here is to say, hey, I, you know, I, I'm not as good. I, I'm only as good as what I do today. That's how I see it. I see it as what did I do today? And I, I evaluate at the end of the day. And then tomorrow that I don't care about what I did anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm learning every day. I'm trying to improve every day. I look at every day. Uh, I was talking to, to a guy I just met who's a really cool guy and has got a really cool story. Uh, Chef Rush. I don't know if you know Chef mm. Rush. So Chef Rush is on Instagram. He's a, he's a bodybuilder, a chef, uh, has an incredible story. But we were texting back and forth just a minute ago. And um, we were talking about, you know, we're getting to know each other. So we were, you know, being talking about each other's stories and stuff. And he's like, yeah, dude, he's like, you know, the, every day is the first day. And I'm like, holy shit, bro. I say that all the time. It's fucking day one. It's day one. Today is day one. 23 years to get here is day one. You know what I'm saying? When I'm 90 years old and I'm getting ready to kick it or whatever age that happens to be, um, that's day one, dude. I'm still going to try to learn that day, you know? And I, I really think that's the whole key to everything, dude. Maybe I'm fucking wrong. Maybe I'll get to be old and I'll say, hey, I fucking should have quit at 40 and just live my life. But, dude, that doesn't bring me any satisfaction. Well, that's when, you know, we've all had those periods of time where we've allowed our feelings to dictate how we live. We've had our feelings to dictate when we work out, how we choose. I got a great workout in yesterday, man. It's going to cover me for three days. I don't need to work. But, no, you said you were working out today, so why would you skip your workout? Because yesterday was a good workout, right? And so people, they choose to take results to determine how they react and the choices that they make rather than saying tomorrow is a new day. I will. I mean, it's, it's no secret now. I mean, the win the day episode, everybody's yeah, loved yeah. it. That's why they always like when we get on the yeah. mic together. Yeah. And the reality is like what's changed from years ago when we've done that? Nothing. Well, it's still an opportunity to show up and win one day at a time. Everything has changed. But the way we approach our day has not changed. Correct. And that's, that's true. what tells the story. Now, that's actually that's actually true. You see what I'm saying? That's so, why I wore this. Yeah. I specifically wore this polo. Yeah. And here's why. You guys got to go find the footage. This is, this is the challenge for the team here. This is the polo that I wore for the first Summer Smash. Yeah. And I went back and saw the picture. I was skinny as hell. Yeah. It was, like, it was hanging off you, dude. And now it's like, man, I can fill this thing yeah. out, guys. 
Yeah. Right? Because you put in the compound effect and you start surrounding yourself and you got you got to perform in the environment that you're put in. If I walk into Alabama, right, and I'm overweight, I look like I was eating donuts, I'm not doing my work, those guys are not going to listen to me. And so when practice ends, typically I'll go with the tight ends and we get a little lifting together. We'll yeah. lift for 10 or 15 minutes, get a little pump in. And when I'm lifting the same weight as them for them to get their pump, there's a different connection I have with those for guys. For sure. And so people don't realize like the little work you do every day. When I started working out, I always worked out. But when I started working out for that next level, I didn't know I was going to be working in Alabama. When you and I met, I wasn't no. working in Alabama. No. Yeah. And so those are the little things. People, they just, they live in the, in the, just own the day rather than trying to control the results that you have no control over. Yeah. yeah you have control over them if you dominate one day at a time. That's it. And most people lack the perspective, right? Like when you're, when you, I promise we're going to get into 75 hard, <laughs> but like, I like these conversations. So I, I think from what I've noticed, most people have a hard time committing to that concept of day by day by day because they've never actually done it. And it doesn't, like, see, it, it's st- when you're standing at the fucking foot of the mountain, bro, it seems impossible. You're like, oh, dude, that's way too simple. That's not really how it's done. You mean you just execute today and then you do it again tomorrow and then the next day. It, but and people think like that sounds overly simple, but it but it's it, it, it might be, but it's how it works. There's not a magical thing to it. There's no magic to it. The only fucking magic to it is the momentum that you create that helps you push you even faster towards where you're going. And if you guys would just commit, you know, to 75 days of intentional effort every single day to do this, you, you will change tremendously. But my argument would be for most people. Now you already knew this and I already knew this, but I think for most people, I think the big awakening that they have during this program is that they, they get to look back and they say, Holy shit, it really is that simple. So if I keep going, I'm going to get where I want to go. And so this is something that you have to do to understand. And, you know, let's talk about that. Before we get into it, I I just want to mention, because I think it's really important to to capture this point. Why are Andy and I, and I'm just going to be direct. Why are we jerks and assholes? Because we're challenging you to be your best. That's the part I don't understand. Right. So people want to like, why would he create this? People come at me for this. Wait a second. Why is it a bad thing for somebody to encourage you to experience something that may unlock the first time in your life that you understand what it feels like to be your best? Yeah. And, and even if it's not 75 hard, I talk to individuals in corporate America, right? People running billion dollar organizations that I have the blessing of coaching. And I'll say to them, your people are getting so frustrated when all you're doing as a leader is encouraging them to live their best life. Why is that so wrong? Well, society is dictating you encourage somebody to be their best. And it's like, why are you coming at me like this? So I just I just wanted to open up by saying when we have this conversation, say, just know like Andy and I, DJ, all of us, like we want you to just experience what it means for you to be your best. Yeah. So don't take this the wrong way. Don't take it. We're too challenging. Take it for what it is. You like Andy created this because he wants people to feel what it is to be your best. Yeah, I, right? I mean, is that right? No, it's right. But it's like, you know, at this point, bro, you know, I'm, you know, I'll be, re- I'll be real back. You know, I'm fucking, I'm not doing this for the motherfuckers. I got to convince to do it. You know, if you don't, if you don't figure out why you need to do it, I don't really give a shit. And if you think I'm mean for doing it or saying it, I don't give a shit either because I see the benefits that it makes. 
you know, and the benefits that it actually helps people that commit and follow through and want to improve. Those are my tribe. You know, the, the people who are on the fence and they get offended by the stuff I say or by the idea of taking personal accountability or, or working to be better and win and all this shit. Uh, I, those aren't my motherfuckers. So I don't really care. Like, dude, you know, if, if you, if you don't want to get better, then there's two things I can say to you. One, congratulations. Cause you're in a great place. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> if you really don't want to get better and you're happy, that's fucking great, dude, because, uh, that's the goal, right? We're trying to get to a place of contentment, of peace, of where we've won. And that's different for everybody. So, you know, if that's where you are and you could truly, honestly look in the mirror and think about your life, and I'm not talking about justifying it. I'm not talking about telling yourselves a story. I'm not talking about convincing yourself. I'm talking about genuinely looking in the mirror and saying, I'm fucking proud of the life I have, of who I am and what I'm about. And you're fine with that? Congratulations, dude. You won the fucking game. I haven't figured it out yet. All right. And that's where I'm coming from. And I've done a lot of shit, but I got a lot more shit to do. So for people like me that, that, that identify with that and want to win and want to be better, uh, that's why, you know, I've put this out. You know what I'm saying? And at the first, when I started, you know, doing the personal development, it was more like, come, come, you know, come do this with me. And like, not just 75 hard, but like winning. Like you guys, but what I realized is, dude, not everybody wants to win, you know, for whatever reason. And I, do I think it's a shame? Sure. Do I think it's a tragedy? Yeah, I do, because there's a lot of wasted lives out there. But at the same time, you and I both know, dude, we can't really convince anybody to do anything. We can point you there. We can tell you what it's like. We can show you the results. But unless you truly want it, I mean, it it's a waste of breath and energy to try to convince. That's something I've been started realizing lately. Like I, and it's brought me some peace, bro. Like I used to get so fucking mad and people don't understand this. Like I actually want you to win. Like it's not some fake shit. Ben actually wants you to win. If, if it was just something that we did for a living, um, we wouldn't be passionate like we are. And we wouldn't dedicate all these extra things that we do to actually helping people win. So, uh, you know, it's a calling almost, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and so I don't know, like if you don't like what we're saying and you know, maybe it's the wrong time for you. Maybe you're a piece of shit. Maybe you suck and you're going to suck. It could be a lot of those things, you know, but I'm not going to get angry at somebody if they don't want to do it. But I could tell you this, the gap between me and you is going to get a lot fucking wider. The gap between you and everybody else going to get a lot wider if they decide to do it too. So, I mean, and that's what you always say, dude, right? Champions, what is it? Champions create distance on Friday. That's fucking right, bro. <clears throat> and, you know, you know, what's interesting about that is I've been, I put that out for probably six, seven years yeah. in a row. I mean, it's every yeah, Friday. Every Friday. And there's people who are like, what does that mean? I'm like, you have a problem if you got to ask yeah, me what dude. that means. Like, you may not come up with exactly how I would say it, yeah. but it's like, give me, like, you know what that means. That and means that's what, you clocked out at Thursday <laughs> at fucking happy hour, bro, like 98% of the rest of the world. But it's like people, like, you know what that means. But most people, it's they gonna, don't, They, it's the self-talk. It's they want to have a, what does that mean? What do you mean, what does that mean? I mean, it's a basic statement. Like, you're going to create distance on Fridays because other people don't. Yeah, period. And that's the biggest opportunity. That's what I've been talking about in 2020. In 2021, bro, you know, 
that I've had less than seven days off my program in the last, since, since the lockdown started less than seven days. I've had six days off my program, whether I was doing it like on, right. for, for counting or whether people thought I was just out living. Yep. I'm still doing the shit. You know what I'm saying? So, and I told people at the beginning of the lockdowns, I said, look, this is a tremendous opportunity. Everybody's going to go in their shell. Because remember in two, uh, the recession back in, in uh, 08, 9, yep. 10? <clears throat> During that time, everybody in business went in their shell. They stopped trying to be aggressive. And, and I learned a valuable lesson at that time um, because we stayed aggressive because we had to because we were on the pivot point of making it in business or not making it in business. And so we had to stay aggressive. And by staying aggressive, when everybody else pulled back, we were able to create a huge gap. And that's what this situation is going on right now in the world. How many of your friends have gone backwards in terms of their health, in terms of their physique, in terms of their mentality? You know, this is a time in history that is unprecedented for opportunity. That's how I see it. Everybody else is slowing down. Everybody else is taking the excuses of, uh, you know, well, I can't go to the gym. Or, you know, I can't go here or I can't, I can't do this. Or, you know, they, they're getting lazy because they don't have to go into the office. There's all kinds of things. And so I saw this time as an opportunity when everybody else is quitting, I can go triple in and make a big gap difference. And, and guys, it's fucking happening. Okay. So this is how you should be looking at it as well. You should be looking at this, this whole situation that we have of the hardships and the, uh, the, the lockdowns and all this crazy shit that everybody keeps like, dude, while the world goes crazy, you should be getting focused and you'll create a huge gap between you and whoever else you're competing with. And don't get it wrong, dude. You are competing with people, whether you want to admit it or not. That's the nature of the society that we live in. So, you know, that's your choices. Your choices is you can either be like everybody else and go backwards or you could get focused. And while everybody else is, you know, justifying every excuse in the book, you're, you have the opportunity to move forward. And that, that's, that's what creating the, 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 what you're talking about, you know, champions create distance. The distance is everybody else clocks out on Thursday night, a happy hour. You know, if you don't do that, you're gaining an extra, you're an extra two <clears throat> months a year, 52 days a year that you're winning. If you add Saturday onto that, that's an extra four months a year that you're beating over these motherfuckers that are going out and going to happy hour on Thursday night and not sobering up until fucking Monday afternoon. And and the, the other part I don't understand about it is they get to Saturday and they can't even focus on being with their families no. or their significant others or the people that they love because they're like beating themselves up that they didn't do more on Friday. It's like, well, that was your choice to be undisciplined on Friday. And it's your choice to do that every Friday, talking about how excited you are. And then you get to Saturday, then you get to Sunday and you're terrified for Monday as a result of your choices. Nobody did this to you. And that's where I encourage everybody, start 75 hard. Don't think about it. Don't say, I'm going to try it. I encourage you to do it because you'll stop doing that on Friday. Yeah. You're going to say, I now recognize that every day is an opportunity, and especially on a day where my competition is going to slow down. When I kill this day like I do every other day, I will create that distance. And when I get to Saturday, I'm going to be locked in and focused with my kids. Yeah. When I'm at their game, I'm going to be like locked in, being like so happy that I'm sitting there with peace. My legs are crossed. I'm relaxing, watching my son shoot his three-pointer. Yeah. As opposed to I'm so terrified, I can't even focus on my kid because of what I didn't do yesterday. 
Yet we choose, like so many people, you choose to do this to yourself. And that's the part, like we're going to be direct today because we care that much because it's your self-talk. It's on, it's on you and you have to choose to change. What, what do you, so let's talk about your specific journey. Okay. I mean, well, why, like legitimately, like why the fuck even do it if you're you? Cause you're already in shape. You're pretty good shape. All right. Now you're fucking jacked. Okay. That's the benefit of the program. Right. Um, well, one of the, it's actually one of the fourth or fifth benefits of the program. But let's talk about that, dude. Like, I mean, what, what was it that you said, you said, Hey dude, I want to, I want to do this. Well, I, I, I literally just asked myself the question, why would I not do it? Yeah. And I had the self-talk, no reason for me to do it. No reason for me to do it. And then finally I said, why would I not do this? And I really did see your results. Cause I remember conversations that you and I had yeah. where it was like, I'm about to make some changes. Yeah. And, and you were like, people are going to see the changes that I make. Yeah. And at that point in time, there was no 75 hard. No. This is years ago. You yeah. and I haven't learned. I remember saying, I know I've saying it on the stage when we spoke together at, uh, at Virgin Islands. Yeah. And we were up there on stage and I was 350 fucking pounds. And, and I said to everybody there, cause I was embarrassed. I said, Hey, um, I know you guys probably won't believe what I'm about to tell you, but I'm going to get fucking jacked. And the next time you all see me, I ain't going to look like this. Cause I was pissed off, dude. Like I was, we were that, we were in the, we were in the beach. We were going on the boat. You know, I'm fucking fat as shit. I let myself go and it pissed me off. And like, I, I knew that wasn't a representation of my knowledge set that I'm sitting there teaching the class. Right. So I'm like, none of these motherfuckers are even going to take me serious. Cause I'm fucking fat. You know, I was mad. And so I decided to address the elephant in the room, which usually I do right away because that's my nature of conversation. Like, we're going to get right to the point, dude. And I just said, I said, you know, hey, I know you guys see this, but this ain't what it is. It's going to get fixed. And and that, that was one of the big things I remember still to this day, bro, was like, because that was 2015. Yeah. And so 2016 is when the beginning, because that was October 2015. Yeah. To, I had already started. I was 350 then. And I had started working my way down. And I on January 4th, when I started the actual thing with the video on first form and shit, I was 320. So mm. I lost, or I'm sorry, 330. So I lost 20 pounds during that time. So, I mean, dude, that moment of being there, that was a pivotal moment. Because I, I, dude, I remember it clear as day because you had a photographer guy there and he had taken a picture of me. And I remember seeing the picture. I'm like, fuck, there's no way I'm that fucking fat. But I was. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and that was, that was a, that was a pivotal trip for me to try to figure out how to really fix this for fucking good, not for up and down, up and down, up and down. And dude, what I've discovered, you know, obviously with the 75 hard program, which came out a few years after that was that it does come down to what you're saying about self-talk and winning the conversation between the two voices that we all have, which is the boss voice, the voice that makes you believe in yourself, that tells you the things that are painful to hear, that tells you the things you really don't want to hear, but know are true. Okay. And the bitch voice, the one that says, ah, oh, dude, it's okay. It's all right. It's not fucking all right because you're living below your potential. And that, that lower potential not only hurts you, it hurts your fucking family. It hurts your fucking neighbors. It hurts your peers. And to be completely honest, when you look at the state of this country, living below our fucking potential hurts the whole fucking country. If you want to talk about trickle down. So, that's a that's an obligation I believe that we all have as as humans. Now, you don't have to believe it's an obligation. You don't have to take it that serious. I just do, and I know you do as well. You know. But that 
your passion behind it right there. That's why I did it. I, I saw your change and I said, why, why would I not do this? I said, I'm going all in. Yeah, because you I fucking did. Bro. And, and I, I've never been like a huge drinker, but I yeah. enjoy drinking. I enjoy having glasses of wine with my wife. And OK, I'm not going to I can't I can't drink. Right. Yeah. That, that's I think that's probably the, that's probably the one that most people don't start the program because of alcohol. I yeah. mean, there's probably one most common if I were to guess. Yeah, it's probably I can't give up alcohol. Yeah. And what why, I say, why can't you? Well, I, I the reason most people do that is the same reason we all do that. What happens is we get in a habit of our it's our social construct. Right. It's our habits. It's our habitual life. What do we do for entertainment? We, we go to dinner and we have drinks. Uh, what do we do on Sunday? We go watch the game at the bar for brunch and mimosas that turn into fucking all day drink fest. You know, those are the things that we all identify with. And sometimes, you know, we, we grow those things come with us from from college all the way through our whole lives or, you know, high school. And, and so our perception of how we live our lives, it, it's hard for people to see, like, what would my life look like without that aspect? I would have no friends. I would have no social life. I wouldn't have any fun because most of the fun times happen when I'm drunk. And, dude, it's just all not true, you know? And, and it goes into what you were saying about the time aspect. What actually happens is you get your fucking shit together and you discover that you actually have way more time to do the important things that you need to do. You, you become so efficient with your time because you have to. And like, and I, I encourage everybody, like if you're going to do it, read the book. The workouts are three hours apart, not two, not an hour and a half, not I do my outside and I got a busy schedule today, so I come in and get my lift in after. That's my, no, no, no. It's three hours apart. It's no little nibbles on your kid's chocolate chip cookies. None. It's no stealing it's a chicken one, finger. One motherfucking no chicken stealing finger. one chicken finger. Not not even a bite of a chicken finger. Like if you're gonna do it, do it. You know, Coach Saban in Alabama. If you guys were to come to practice with me, he always tells us the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you're gonna cheat and eat that chicken finger, because who's gonna know that I ate the chicken finger? Guess what? You're a cheat. And you're not cheating DJ. You're not cheating Andy. You're, you're cheating yourself. Not only you this che- is your opportunity to figure out how strong can you be. And I'm not talking physical strength. People start this because they're like, oh, man, look at Andy. He's jacked now. I mean, look how big he is. Or look at this guy. Look at this gal. Look how strong they are. I wish we could get a peek inside your brain and see like the veins popping out of your brain now, right? Like everything going on in your brain from the strength that people develop from going, I, there's a level of focus, awareness, intentionality that I now experience every day as a result of going through this program. I was joking with you guys before we got rolling. I now make pancakes for my kids in the morning to continue to test myself because unless it's a Saturday, and even like for me now, a cheat day with pancakes is protein pancakes. That's it. I don't even eat regular pancakes. Like, And my cheat is the protein pancakes. And a lot of people would eat protein pancakes every day. Like, Oh, that's not yeah. a cheat. Like yeah. to me, protein pancakes was a cheat. You put the syrup on, you you know you're gonna sneak butter on. Guess what? Pretty if you're on 75 hard, that's a damn cheat. Yeah. Right. I didn't eat protein pancakes when I was on. So yeah. everybody's looking for the excuse, the edge. Like if you're gonna do it, then do it. Stop cheating yourself because if you get sloppy in one area, I promise you you'll get sloppy in another well, area. That's the difference between okay, like let's fucking address the elephant in the room. There's a lot of motherfuckers that have completed this program that didn't really complete it. They talk about it, but you and I and other motherfuckers that have actually done it true understand who we're talking to when we talk to them. And, and look, it's 
I can you, see. They don't understand the, the the ones who fake their way through. They don't understand that it's easy to see for the ones that didn't. Well, here, here's what I'll tell you. All you have to do is look at the before and after pictures. And I'm not saying somebody has to be ripped, but there's a significant change. There will be a significant change in your muscle structure. I, you do not have to have a six pack when you're done with the program, but your muscle structure, <clears throat> the way that your shoulders sit, the way that your traps pop. I mean, you will look different. Yeah. And if, if you're, you if you're real heavy, program, you know, let's just say you're very, very heavy. You'll still see a you're, difference. You're, you're going to see a big difference. You're going to look a lot. You might, you might look similar in shape, but it's smaller. Okay, which is the first phase for people who are like when, when I lost my first 50 pounds when I was 350, I didn't look ripped. I just looked smaller version of 350. But if I would have seen you, you would have been able to look at tell. those pictures. You say, yes. what is Andy doing? Yes. And so I think you got to stop comparing yourself to somebody else. You have to say, I'm going all in for me to finally figure out how great can I be? And as a result of challenging myself to do that, like Andy says, is it really going to show up in other areas of my life? I promise you that it will. Dude, I, I remember when you guys brought me in, you and Ed, it was such an honor for me to speak for the Arate Syndicate. It was awesome. And some of the relationships and people, and you and you talk about, let me, side note, talk about abundance. I literally sent Emily, because this is the way we operate, yeah, right? Yeah. And I sent Emily, I'm like, will it be okay? Like some people have reached out for coaching. Like, is it okay? Because yeah. you guys are, it's a yeah. technically like a coaching practice. Yeah. Emily goes, Oh my God, please. Like, yeah. And so like, that's abundance, right? It wasn't like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but ben, see, we had you speak, but stay away. No, but here's the thing, Ben. And Ed, Ed will tell you the same. Ed and I both truly, truly believe in the mission of that, of that group. And the mission of that group is to get fucking better. And if you can help our team get better, <clears throat> they become your team. You're part of the same team. And these, dude, this is, people have such a hard time understanding that because it's so rare. That's what it is. And I truly, I mean, we could go on about abundance, but I really think that's the whole key to success, bro. <clears throat> but the, even this, the seeds there were planted for the whole, I mean, it's just, it, there was just so much that happened. Yeah. Just some of the things that you said to me that day, some of the things, because we chopped it up and did Q&A at the end. And <clears throat> it's just such a great opportunity for me to continue to learn from you, to learn from Ed. And, you know, we're just well, going. It, it, it was. I appreciate that. Yeah. It, it, it's a culmination that just led to like, I'm going all in. Like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm doing this. You fucking crushed it. I appreciate you saying that, but I still don't feel like I'm done. That's, that's the crazy part. And I I will never be finished. I don't even want to be finished. I have this crazy workout that I do called the unrequired. It's 10 exercises. It takes 45 minutes. Most people, when I send it to them, they'll be like, uh, I, I can't do this once. This morning was the 754th straight day that I've done this. Not like, a it's 10 exercises. And I'm talking like you plank for almost 10 minutes, 250 straight jumping jacks, 250 straight air squats. Like it's not easy. I'm not talking about like I went and just did 10 push-ups a day for seven. Like most people can't do it one time. And you just become obsessed with how great that you can be. And that's what I was doing that was the excuse for not doing 75 hard. And then you started to realize, oh, you bring all this together. And then you just become obsessed. And I always like to say, don't be seduced by success. It makes you realize and crave like, what's the next book that I can read? Yeah. What's the, who's the next person that I can meet? What can I learn? What's the next challenge that I can go through? What can I learn now? And that has nothing to do with physical appearance. No. Physical appearance has to do with that change that you're talking about just wanting to be the best that you can be. And I, I think a lot of what I've experienced, like 
I knew I cannot cheat. And and I think for guys like you and I, like people are going to watch, right? Mm-hmm. And so like I forced an environment, like you start posting that every day, people are going to be like, hey, uh, weren't you doing 75 hard? Like, weren't you doing it? Like, so there was no cheating the yeah. system. And so I would encourage everybody, number one, start. Don't pick the strategic time. I had vacation with my wife. She wanted to kill me. We went to the coolest place, Blackberry Farm right outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. This place was amazing. It's one of like the t- like second biggest wine collection in the United States. I was on 75 hard. Oh man. I couldn't drink wine. She was like, why do you have to be doing this? She's like, I understand. But like, how easy could it have been for me to just cheat? DJ, I could have been like, hey, babe, it's just you and me here, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll just, or I'll, I'll do a tasting. Yeah. I'll just do a tasting. Yeah. It's not drinking. A, no, I didn't drink any wine. And guess what? Yeah. I had an amazing time with my wife. You know what's funny, dude, is... <clears throat> As easy as that would be to do, it doesn't, like, I would never want my wife to look at me like I'm a fucking weak bitch. So, like, you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Like, the I, pressure I, of her watching you, even though she's upset, probably made you more, adhere I more. Said it, I said yeah. it that when I spoke for Arate. I said, I said when we were doing the q and I said, Andy, what would happen if you would have said to me, hey, Ben, how was your morning routine today? And I would have been like... Andy and I just, I didn't feel like waking up. I hit the snooze button 13 times, had a big fat stack of pancakes, scheduled to reschedule my first three calls because I wanted to be ready for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm a fake. I'm a fraud. I coach people on discipline and accountability. And so part of it is you have to choose, first challenge yourself, but then choose the environment and build the environment that's going to cause you to do it. Yeah. And then the feeling that you get when you win because you push yourself to do it. I cannot go speak for Arate and be a fake who doesn't do what he says he's going to do. It, that's not the way that life works. No. And people think they see people who are successful. Well, how'd they get there? Cut corners, giving it to them. Most people had to work for it. Yeah. Most. 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 Not like there's very few. The, the that, fucking, the, 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 the rule that people think it is, which is you got lucky or you inherit it. That's the fucking exception to the rule. And listen, motherfuckers, not a single one of you motherfuckers listening to this is the exception to that rule. It's not fucking happening. You're not winning the lottery. You're not getting an inheritance. The fucking stars are not going to align. Now what? You got to build the skills. You got to build the ability to persevere, to endure, to have grit, to understand that what you put in, you will get out. And those are responsibilities of the individual. They are not the responsibilities of society. Okay? If society left it up to, to the way they have it, they want you to be a consumer of them. So they want you to sit on the couch. They want you to order the fucking pizza. They want you to eat the Doritos. They want you to eat the Krispy Kreme because you're a better consumer when you do so. And bro, that is not what life is. You are not meant to be born and be a part of a fucking economy and just consume shit. You're meant to become what it is you were meant to become. And most of us, and the reason I say us, even though me and you are killing it, is because we all feel the effects of this nationwide. We all feel the effects right now of mediocrity. All of us. We all feel the effects of uh, cutting corners. All of us. We all feel the effects of people not educating themselves. All of us. And all of those things can be corrected by taking the personal responsibility for our own ability to move forward and our own discipline, our own grit, our own fortitude, our own ability to do the fucking work. Okay? Those are the things that are going to fix everything. And it starts with the individual. And this is why I'm so fucking passionate about this program and Arate and First Form 
And pretty much everything I do is because the ripple effect comes from that. I, I don't know what you just said that made me think of this. One of my other favorite comments is when people like see you're on phase one. I didn't know there was a phase one. Tell me about phase one. I know. Wait a second. What do you mean you didn't know? Where do I find out the information for phase one? Like the immediate thing I want to say is there's a damn good chance you actually didn't complete 75 hard if you didn't even know there was a phase one. Like if if you follow Andy, like templates, like I always tell him, like, cause I don't know why they asked me. I didn't create the program. You and I are friends. Yet they yeah. think like I created the program. Well, the reason they ask you, bro, is the same reason they asked Sean Whalen and they ask other people who have just fucking crushed it. It's because they see you as the authority now that you've went through the process. And, but I, I send them to, I say, it says templates right on his, on his Instagram page. Just go to templates there. And people act like, what is phase? There's a third phase. Let me, be, like, real, let me be real with Because you. people want the easy way. Dude, I got to be real for a second. But doesn't that doesn't doesn't that exact thing kind of answer some questions for you of why things are the way they are? That's my point. Like, bro, I'm like looking around like they, this. Once they finish the first, they're <laughs> like, I pr- pray to God there's nothing else. Yeah, dude. And, that's, <laughs> and if, that, if that's the case, if you feel that way, you didn't, bro, you didn't, you didn't do fucking do it. That's you right. That, you, I was craving. Yes. Do you know how pissed off I was? I couldn't start phase three until the final 30 days. Yeah. I'm like, let me get at this thing. Let me get at it. Yeah. And, and I even, you and I messaged, it was, the conversation was awesome. And I was like, I was literally thinking to myself, does Andy walk around talking to strangers? Like, this is crazy. Like, this is the one thing out of this whole damn program. How's this going to work? And what did I tell you? That was one of the coolest freaking things. Yeah. I remember I was driving down the street one day and I was like, got to find a stranger. And there was this old man. I can't remember the damn name on his hat, but there's this old man. And he's walking right by the Ritz. And I pull over and I say, sir. I say, can we talk for a moment? I say, every day I like to meet somebody new. This old man, this guy must have been 85 years old. He walks over to the car. He starts talking. He's got this name on his hat. I said, tell me about yourself. Well, I fought in the wars and we did. It was one of the coolest conversations. The name on his hat, he said, Caterpillar didn't start with hats like this. I created the hats like this. He goes, you see the name? It was one of the coolest stories. I'm like, without the program, I would have never stopped to, 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 Talk to a stranger. I yeah. talk to strangers in stores and things, right? Yeah, yeah. But like to pull the car over and meet this old man. It was hotter than hell outside, and he was getting his walk in. Yeah. And he had fought for our country, created this hat, the pride that man had for life at eighty-five or whatever age he was. But because of the program, it causes you to get uncomfortable. Like that was uncomfortable. Those cold showers are uncomfortable until but they you, aren't. But you until but they you aren't. do it, and now yeah. there's sometimes I'm like. I'm going to get a little cold shower. That's it, dude. Right? You start to do all these things and you start to realize like you find out when you're uncomfortable, when you experience pain, that's where your real strength comes from. 100%. And people are scared of challenge. They're scared of adversity. I Get in the fire. Go experience what the pain is because the pain is where you find your true grit, your true conviction, your true passion, your true purpose for doing what you're doing. And once again, back to the beginning, why are we so bad for being this direct to encourage you to go find that within yourself? If that's what unlocks you to understand what you were truly destined to do in your life, why would you fight trying something like this? Not only that, um, what's more noble in life than helping someone discover that? So let's say you're someone like you and I and a couple of the other guys in the room here who have finished that program and you want to talk to someone about it. That's a good thing. You're, you're, you're opening their eyes 
and you're going to make them better. I just did a little uh, show, a little Andy cam earlier um, talking about accountability. You know, one of the reasons that most people can't push accountability and hold other people to the line is because they're not holding it to their own line. You get what I'm saying? So like when you, when you fucking, when you have to go to, you know, have a meeting or have a difficult discussion or, uh, all, you know, these things that are sort of <laughs> confrontational type things that people don't like, which are, by the way, required to be a great leader or run a company or run a team, okay? Um, if you're not doing that, the likelihood is the reason you have a hard time doing it and it hurts so much is because you're not holding yourself to that same shit. And that's it. That's why Nick Saban can fucking say, this is how it, I need it done. Not because he's out there snapping the football perfectly or throwing perfect spirals, but because he is living his life in other ways the same exact way, the same principles. I'll I'll tell you what's crazy, though. He still coaches the defensive backs. He can spin it better than most quarterbacks. (laughs) He loves getting down and dirty with the guys. Guess who sprints in between all drills at practice? Not Not surprising. He's about to turn 70 years old, and Nick Saban sprints in between each drill. So there is a line that is drawn. If you are a player or a coach, you better get yourself from point A to point B as fast as you possibly can because there's only so much time the NCAA gives us on these clocks. And so he sprints in between drills. First practice I went to and I saw it, it was just like I was, I've been given a doctorate in leadership. Like, I can't even believe they pay me to be there. Like, yeah. I could pay them yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. For the doctorate that I've earned in watching that man lead. And that and the greatest lessons are the most simple lessons. Mm-hmm. Him sprinting is one of the greatest lessons that you'll see. His level of discipline is extraordinary. So are you not gonna run in between drills? Please. <laughs> you better, you you better. <laughs> you better be running in between drills. But it, it's expectation. Yeah. And it's also what what you were just referring to that led me to think of this. It's a level of tolerance. If you're a leader. And there's a lack of discipline in the people that you lead. There's probably a level of tolerance that you have for undisciplined behavior because you are undisciplined. 100%. And I know that's hard to hear, yeah. but that's the reality of the situation because deep down, you know, how can I say, actually say have a real conversation? Say that? that again. That is super fucking important for people to understand. Say what you just said. So about- when right. there's a when there's a lack of discipline in the people that you lead, right? There's there's a a level of tolerance that you allow, and that's why they're undisciplined. And it typically comes the, the reason why they're tolerant is because you are undisciplined in your life. That's what you tolerate. If you tolerate that's how much it, you tolerate yourself slipping. So how can I talk to DJ if DJ you need to do this this and this when DJ watches? I've never actually done that myself. That's right. And that's one of the things like. I remember my first experience with supplement superstores was with Sal. And Sal and I have talked about it so many times. Like, I'd come into the location on Eager Road. I'd get my stuff. Sal's behind the counter. I didn't know the family owned the damn business. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't know each other then. And I remember the experience of talking to Sal. Sal made me feel like a million bucks. Sal made me feel like, man, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to kill it today. And he made me feel great. And I look back on it. He was working the counter. Yeah. So can Sal have a conversation with somebody at Supplement Superstores about working the counter? Can you and Chris have a conversation with somebody about what it means to engage with a client behind the... Yes, because we know your story. We know you being in Springfield, sleeping on a couch, having to literally look at an empty store over and over and over again with nobody to talk to and to keep going. You've done it. 
Most leaders, they haven't. And they say, why do my people act this way? Because you tolerate undisciplined behavior because you are undisciplined. And, and if somebody wants to fight us and go, okay, these guys think everybody needs to do 75 hard. You know what? I'll, I'll pull the challenge back. You don't have to do 75 hard. Read a book 10 pages a day for a year. Most people won't do it. Yeah. I'm, right, I'm not saying you have to do my, my crazy workout no. every day. Just do something. Most people have not done anything. Cons- and, and do you know most people haven't read a book outside of high school? Most people, most fucking people have never read a fucking book after they graduate high school, cover to cover. Most. And we wonder why the world is like, shit, fuck, man. Dude, we have an obligation to get people better. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, that's why you and I are so driven to do this shit. Like, I, this is not, this is never, dude, you know this. Like, I've committed to this. Like, when I, when, when we first started doing a show, bro, I was soft as fuck. You know, I talked hard. And I, I had went, I had made some a bunch of money, but like, dude, would I not destroy that motherfucker now? Oh, I mean, come on, it's, you're you're a completely different yeah, person. But bro. it's like when you talk about a thousand days, like that's yeah. what like my unrequired workout. The goal is a thousand days, and and the real goal is in fact I'm never gonna. I mean, I'm probably just gonna keep going, yeah, right? Ten thousand. Because I realized like yeah. what has happened over those thousand days, <clears throat> starting the program, doing these other things. It's changed me. Yeah. It's changed how focused I am with my kids. And dude, how how what's that change worth? It it there you cannot like what put would a you, price like, dude, I'll tell you what. Yeah, my marriage with my wife is better than it has ever been. We'll be married fifteen years in November. My marriage with my wife is better than it has ever been. Why do you think that is? It's a level of focus. It's a level of awareness. It's you know like seventy five hard. When you look in the mirror and you are breaking yourself down on a daily basis, it exposes your flaws. And it's caused me to look and go, God, there were things I was doing. I thought I was a great dad and I feel like I'm a pretty good dad, but like I got areas to improve as a dad. I thought I was a really great husband. There's areas I got to improve as a husband and I still have those areas to improve. But it's like, if you're going to go all in, if you're truly doing the program, you're going to see everything in your life. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I just get my, you see everything in your life. Everything looks completely different. You communicate with people different. You talk with people different. There's a different level of love. It's a different level of emotion. Like it is, you will be different. Dude, I tell people this all the time, you know, and this is where, this is how like I talk to people about doing the program, right? Like how much money, by the way, the program's fucking free. Okay. So, so I'm going to take your excuse away, but you can buy the book. The book's like 20 bucks or something. I guarantee you the books, if you, if you read the book, you would pay a lot more than 20 bucks for it. But um, my point is, okay, it's fucking free. Now, and I ask yourself, if you, if you could develop the discipline to overcome whatever the problems are in your life, whether it be your fitness, whether it be your career, whether it be a frustrating relationship, uh, anything, okay? If you could develop the grit, the fortitude, the discipline, the control, the self-esteem, the confidence that you're lacking, that you pretend to have, all the shit that you pretend to be, if you could really be it, what would you pay to be that? Because you could be that in 75 fucking days. It just takes a commitment. And people think, you know, people think, you know, if you asked them like, hey, could I sell you a product that would do all these things? What the fuck would they pay for it? I know what I would pay and it would be every fucking single dollar I had. If I, if I, 
could buy. But you know why? Because you know that you will earn more oh, as fuck. a result of doing it. Dude, look, bro, this is no bullshit. If, 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 if you took 2016, Andy, and you said, all right, here's what I can give you. I can give you all of these things and you'll become this person and this is what it will cost. I would have, and, and, and that's really what I got. I, I, I would have I paid everything in fucking hat. That's the truth. Every fucking thing. I would have sold my house. I would have sold my fucking cars, which I had some good cars then too. I would have fucking, that's, that's how much, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, dude, because like that's, I'm telling the honest truth. I would give every fucking single cent that I had to have what I have now if it could have been bought, but it can't be bought. It has to be earned. And that's the beautiful thing about this program. And that's also why I make it for free. Because I know that when you get done with that program, you will feel the same way I feel about it. And it's that, you know, it's... I I think there's a lot, if we go like to the self-talk and like you've limited, like when you hear Andy's passion, like you just shared, it's because you just, you've completely gotten rid of all self-talk. Yeah. There's no fears. There's no doubts. There's uncertainty. They'll come in every now and again. The conversations are short, right? Mm-hmm. Most people, like society's protected people for so long now that most people have never experienced challenge and adversity, mm-hmm. right? You say, what's the biggest piece of challenge you've ever been through? Well, in third grade, the ice cream fell off the cone at Baskin Robbins. Like, so, oh, you're in, like, this person's yeah, yeah. in trouble. Like, yeah. I always ask people, like, business owners, ask that question of people you're looking to hire. What's the biggest piece of adversity you've been through in your life and what have you been best at in your life? I always tell leaders, ask those questions. Because number one, you'll figure out of their discipline. Somebody says, I'm an award-winning piano player. Why are you an award-winning piano player? I play piano two hours a day for four days a week. Okay, you can work for my company. For, for 15 years. <clears throat> What's, right. right. What's the adversity and challenge you've been through? Oh, man, I watched my mom battle cancer. It was unbelievable. And she's just persevered. And it's just incredible the example she is for our family. And I love her to death. And I would do anything for my mom. Come work for my company. Yeah. Ice cream fell off the cone. Don't work for the company. Most people who are probably resisting doing 75 hard, and I say this in a loving way, you probably haven't been pushed, challenged, and really been uncomfortable yet in your life. Those are the motherfuckers need it most. Yes. So this is maybe your opportunity to say, okay, here's Andy to support me. It's free. There's other people that have done it. There's a community around it. I have to compete against myself, but I'm not by myself. So I'm going to choose to get into the fire to finally make myself uncomfortable in life. And if the byproduct of that is you are going to win more in all areas of your life, why would you not try? Why why would you not try? Just start, challenge yourself, go all in and do it. I think, I think it's also important, you know, for people to understand that you are undersold what you're capable of on purpose. Okay. You were told your whole life, success is for other people. Uh, being incredibly fit. That guy was, he's genetically blessed. Okay. Being wealthy. Well, you know, that guy got lucky. Um, you know, you need, you need to calm down and, and, and get realistic. Dude, we're fucking told that by fucking everybody. And what happens is we're sold a bill of goods. It just isn't fucking true because I believe, and I do, I truly believe this. I don't give two shits where you come from, what your race is, who you like to have sex. I don't fucking care. All of you have greatness inside of you. Every fucking one of you. And the thing is, we are sold a bill of goods by our peers, by our teachers, by the media, by society, that we are meant to be average. We are meant to be regular people. And a lot of people buy that. And what happens 
you know, we become miserable. We become fat. We become lazy. We become uh, earning way less. You know, we become like everybody else. And people have to come to a point where you have to, you have to admit to yourself that you're not maximizing any of the gifts that you have. You're not really living a true purpose of any sort, which is why you feel so empty inside. And at least if you could control your discipline, at least if you could control the things that are making your life difficult, you have a fucking good shot at moving past where you are in life. And And you you also stop talking about how great you want to be and your action starts to tell the real story of your life. And when your action starts to tell the story, you feel so much better about yourself. Yeah, it's weird, man. Because you you can talk a a different. It's a different vibe. You could talk a good game to yourself. I'm going to do this. Watch me. I'm going to do this. Here's my vision. I'm going to do this. But most of the time, if if there's not confidence or you're not feeling good about where you are, it's because you've been saying these things for years, but there's no action and no discipline that's followed the belief. You You, don't really believe it. You don't believe yourself just like you wouldn't believe another person that came to you every day and said, hey, I'm going to do this, and they don't do it. Like, would you believe... um, you know, an employee that came to you every day and said they're going to get a project done and never got it done. No, eventually you say, hey, th- this fucking guy ain't going to get it done. And so what happens is those words start to mean nothing. And when you do that to yourself, that's very hard to overcome because we're not aware we even do it to ourselves. We're not even aware that we're selling ourselves short by, you know, opting out of the idea that we're even better than we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it causes all these things, depression, fucking, you know, unfulfilled lives, uh, divorce, you know, financial hardships. And, and like, dude, this is something I've said since you and I were doing the show together. I still believe is true. You get to pick which hard you want to subscribe to, but you don't get to opt out of the hard motherfucker. Like it's going to be hard one way or the other. You're either going to live a life of no discipline, no control at the mercy of all your outside elements, or you're going to figure out the skills needed to control those things and those things are going to improve the, the things like confidence. Like, you know, one of the things that I notice about people that that have really done it versus people who, who haven't done it um, is that, you know, people who haven't done it, and I'm not saying they haven't tried it, you know, the, I'm saying haven't done it right and, or haven't done it at all because it's basically the same thing in my opinion. Um those people walk around looking for validation from external sources, mm. right? And people spend a lot of time valuing uh, uh, the external inputs, especially with social media, right? Like we're constantly looking for uh, the positive comments or the or the or the likes or you know the the affirmations that we're doing good things, and the 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 confirmation that we're doing good things from other people who probably aren't even qualified to give you that compliment. Let's be real, okay? And so when we focus on the external validation, um, we get this very shallow feeling of, of, you know, it's almost like a dopamine hit. We're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. <clears throat> and then we start looking for the, for the next one, the next one, the next one. But when you truly become confident, you truly build those skills that we're talking about and that belief in yourself, I want to be real, dude. And like, this is something that's made my life tremendously better. And a lot of people try to fake it, um, but faking it doesn't count. And so when I say this, I mean this literally. And I, I appreciate the people that believe in me. I appreciate the people that fucking support everything we do. But I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't fucking need one single human on this planet to fucking believe in me. I'm going to make it happen regardless. And that is what happens whenever you become truly confident. I don't give a fuck 
if so-and-so says they don't like me or they don't like the way I present myself or the way I talk. I'm not sitting at home overanalyzing all this shit. You know, oh, did did I offend so-and-so? Look, dude, that's your responsibility if I offend you. It's not mine. I try to tell the truth. I tell the truth. And if that bothers people, then that's fucking on them. And that's what this true confidence really creates. And by creating that, you unlock your real potential to achieve and be impactful human. Because when you are living that example and you are telling the truth to people and they are seeing it, witnessing it and understanding what's going on, and then they join and then they become better, you're now creating something that really fucking matters. And that's every single person listening to this. And and that that's why, like, to, to these points you're making, that's why we want you to do the program the right way. Yeah. Dude, it's all or nothing. Like, let me be real. Let me be really fucking clear. All you motherfuckers out there that try to change the program, you are not qualified to change the program. You haven't built a company worth billions of dollars. You haven't fucking, you haven't gotten in fucking great shape. You don't know shit about fucking discipline. Let's be fucking honest. You know nothing. And you're trying to make it easier, which is honestly the whole fucking reason that you're having the problems in life. Every time shit gets hard, every time shit because gets- Because you change the rules. That's right. You try to change the situation to fit your comfort when in reality, you're supposed to change yourself to fit that fucking circumstance or that situation. And there's not a circumstance or a situation on this fucking planet that can fuck with you when you have that level of discipline and belief and confidence. You might have hard days. You might have hard weeks. You might have hard months. Somebody could, you could lose someone or there's all kinds of things that can happen. But when you are in that zone of understanding that you're in control of how you react, the decisions you make, whether or not you drink that beer or that wine or, or have that, whatever your vice is, right? When you understand and you're in control of that, you're able to navigate these hardships effectively. And you, they don't throw you off track like some people get, right? Like some people have a hardship and, you know, they go down the toilet for five years. Yep. I'm no different, bro. I was the same way. I had a fucking hard year in 2012, personally, and that lasted for three fucking years, and I got fat as shit, all right? So I know what the fuck I'm talking about when I'm talking about going down the drain. I know how to come out of the motherfucker, too. So when you try to change the program, understand what you're doing by even thinking that you're going to change the program. And I don't give a fuck how many certifications you have or whatever you're following, whatever the fuck you think. I'm telling you right now, you're fucking yourself, okay? Because it is an all or nothing program. You you either ran the motherfucking Iron Man or you fucking didn't, period. Okay, that's it. So you didn't, you didn't, you don't get to substitute um, tricycle for two miles for the bike for however many, like you don't get to do that shit. You don't get to do it here, here either. And the program has been specifically designed for certain fucking things. And if you actually do it, and you read the book before or after the program, you're going to realize that all that shit happens. All of it. Let let me bring up a point, because I I know when we were talking about doing the show, we promised that we would address this point. There's a lot of variance in the program, right? Diet. Yeah. The workouts that you choose, right? So it's like, why do you need to go cut more? Like, no, 10 pages, read, not listen, right? Like, do the program. But one of the things where I think people give too much variance, and and we talked about this, people see you walking. Mm -hmm. And one of my things that I prided myself on, and we talked openly about it, and I'm not, 
I'm not telling anybody they didn't do the program yeah. if you did it and you walked. Yeah. yeah. But like I walked zero times. Mm-hmm. I did not do a single walk because I felt that in my condition, I could do more, do more. Correct. And so like I, I wanted to push myself to do more. If I would have just walked down the street. I mean, I see people. They literally they're walking down the beach. They probably have their shoes off in a bathing suit saying, I'm getting after it, live hard. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then they they say, and this is, I, I think you're excited to clear this up too. They say, well, Andy walks too. I, it's I, like, it's like I walk and then run <laughs> he, and then walk and then and, run. And that's one of the things. That or like, when I walk, I wear a vest. A hundred percent. But, but here's, the, here's the thing. Yeah. And, and I said, and, and not that you need anybody to come to your defense, but yeah. I think we want people to understand, like, if you're going to do it, challenge yourself. Yeah. You're a big guy. Yeah. Like you putting on a vest, yeah. like there's no running for 45 straight minutes no, at your fuck. weight no. in a 30, 40 pound vest. No. Like that's that. So you walking up hills, sprinting, like Andy's not just walking down the street well, it's casually. A, it's a it's, fucking workout. You're walking up hills. Like, so people, you have to understand, like, don't choose, oh, I walk because I see it. Like, stop. If, if you're having to rationalize, you're not doing the program. That's it. I guarantee for you, and that should be the rule, like if you're, Andy has never rationalized, well, this one didn't count. No, you put that vest on with 265 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. That's it. And you're moving yeah. at the, like, you know, that is a workout. Yeah. If you are walking down the beach, Stretch. filming yourself, yeah. and you've questioned, because I know you're doing it 20 times during that walk. Yeah. Does this really count? Guess what? It doesn't count. That's it, dude. The rule is if you got to ask, it doesn't count. Doesn't count. That's it. Oh, it's that it, simple. Do I, is it okay if I eat this cream sauce on my pasta? Nope. No, you cannot have cream sauce on your pasta. Why, yeah. why are you even asking that question? Yeah. Dude, so, so I failed in the beginning by not clarifying that for enough people. Um, and, and also at the beginning, like, so, so I want to clarify a couple things around that point. First off, if you're 400 pounds and you're, you're doing 75 hard walk. and you do a walk, that's a workout. Right. Yeah. That is a workout. 100%. What we're talking about here is intense, an intense effort. Based okay? on who you oh, are. That, right. It's scalable. The, yep. whole, the whole program is designed for scalability. Like uh, one of the media channels did a fucking hit piece on me. I'm pretty sure because of my political views, but they decided to attack 75 hard. And they were like, oh, it's fucking dangerous. It's blah, blah, motherfucker. It's scalable. Like you can literally, if you're 600 pounds and can't get out of bed, you can do fucking band work. Okay. But it's about working towards what it is that is actually your potential. So I, when I started the program, I did all walking with a weight vest. All right. And what I realized was I started fucking with my heels. All right. So now my Mm. heels are totally fucked. So now what I do is instead of wearing the vest, I've done this for the last year and a half, is I do little intervals. I go out, I run for a couple minutes, then I stop, then I walk for a couple minutes, then I run. And when I take, when I do a story, I never do it when I'm running because guess what, motherfucker? I can't talk when I'm running. (laughs) So you don't ever see it. So, you know, that's my bad. And I take responsibility for people maybe misunderstanding that. But let's clarify it now. Uh, you should be challenging yourself. And, and it's, it's, it, none of you out there should be harassing other people. Like I see this shit too, which annoys the fuck out of me. Everybody thinks they're the 75 hard police 
And most of the motherfuckers saying the shit didn't even do it because the true people that did it, they don't actually give a fuck if someone else does it right or not because they did it right. I'm rooting for people to do it. But like, I don't really care. Like if you want to fuck yourself, you've been doing it your whole life. So keep going. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about it. I used to get real mad and be like, like, dude, Waylon hit me up and he's like, bro, I'm done talking about this shit. Every fucking time I say a story about 75 hard, I got to fucking explain 25 questions about what I could do this or that or this. I said, Sean, just fucking tell them if they got to ask, the answer is fucking no. Because that's the truth. If, the, if you've got to question it, if you are wondering if it counted, guess what? It didn't fucking count. 100%. So, you know, dude, and people take shit so literally. Like, I don't want you to, to like, you know, like, dude, here's what happens, right? <laughs> Because this happens too, and and this is rare. This is very rare with people, but it does happen. I have some people who are so diligent and so strict on the program that they get done. They're like, "Fuck, I could have gave more. I could have gave more. We can always give more." That's that's just a champion mindset yeah. that you've cultivated. So it's natural to truly. This is why it's such. You have to be so aware to really get what you need out of this program because it's such a natural thought for a champion mindset to look back and analyze and say, no, I could have fucking done this. I could have done that. I could have done this. And so I've seen people say, fuck, I fucking failed when actually they did it exactly right. They're just using their champion brain the wrong way. Well, you look for another area to improve. So, so be conscious of that too, but that's the rarity, dude. Like I'm talking, those are the people that you could look at the before and the after, and they don't even look like the same motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. So they're, you know, but dude, that's the exception. You know, most of the people are the first group where they're like, how, and that, dude, and what that is, bro, is that's just conditioning of their own voice their whole life, right? Their whole life, we're conditioned to do things easier, quicker, more efficient. What do we hear everywhere in society? Easier, more convenient. How do I cut fast, the corner? How do I do it faster? <clears throat> you know, it, that's what this is all, we're, our whole society is built around these ideas. And a lot of times that makes sense. Right? It's a good business strategy to make your life easier for your customers. But when it comes to personal development and it comes to becoming a motherfucking weapon that you need to become to get where you want to go, you have to put yourself through this hard shit. Because if you don't, the world fucking will. Your mind is your most powerful weapon. Dude. There's there's no doubt about it. Your mind is your most powerful weapon. And the only way that you're going to be able to learn to grow your mind, take control of your mind, figure out how tough you are, is to silence your self-talk with the action that you're willing to take consistently. And my definition of consistent is not a couple of days here, a couple of days there. Hey, Andy, I did this three days in a row. Like, it's consistency every day. Yeah. Dude, it's every day this, doing bro. what you say you're going to do. I wonder how many people out there in, in, the, in the world, like, not just, I'm not talking about the listeners, because we have some, you know, dude, we, we, we've got a lot of people that listen to the show that are fucking winning big. Um, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, but we have people out there who aren't and who, who are, who are doubtful and who think they really don't have what it takes. They, they really believe that, you know? And if that's you, if you're listening to this, you're the person that I want to do this program the right way because it will change you the most. It will, it will be. And by the way, guys, you don't have to buy shit. Go listen to the podcast. Which episode is it? Madat? It's 14, baby. Go listen to 14, all right? And then episode 80, and it will it will explain the concept of the 75 hard 
and then also the Live Hard program. And you, you guys right now, who you're, you're maybe in the beginning or you're maybe, you know, uh, real far away from where you want to be. And you've been told your whole life, you're mediocre. You're, you're, you're a regular person. You know, uh, you're not special. What makes you think like, dude, I heard all that fucking shit, all of it. And, and all those motherfuckers, every single one that told me any of that shit, you know what they're doing today? The same shit they were doing then the same shit. And so as someone, and as another man who have, you know, maybe gotten a little bit further down the road in age and experience and looking back and saying, fuck, dude, I can tell you this, dude. I wish I would have figured this out at fucking 20. Holy oh my, fuck. Without question. Holy fuck. With, without question. I don't know, man. It, you know, do it or don't do it. But there's nothing you got to pay. You know, it's just blood, sweat, and tears, man. And, 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 and here's what I'd say. I mean, I, like I said earlier, if you don't want to start 75 hard now, challenge yourself in one area. Challenge yourself in two areas, three areas. Do something for 30 days. That's I what bet I was going to say, I bro. bet you you get hungry for more. That's if what you I was challenge yourself in three areas, you'll be like, Maybe I can do this program. And guess what? You can. Because what comes out of your mouth goes into your ears. That's what you believe. And that's what determines the action that you take. So if somebody's been feeding it to you or you've been feeding it to yourself, that's why you're not taking the action. Believe in yourself. Flip the script on what you're telling yourself. Start to say, I can do this. So if you're not in position right now or if your doctor says you shouldn't be doing it, and it is clear in the book, like if you feel, once again, if you have to ask the question, do you think my doctor would approve doing this? Go see your doctor, right? right? Like Andy wants everybody to do this the right way with good health, taking control of their life. Well, it's a, we all per- know it's the a things permanent we- solution. It's not a trend. Exactly. That's the thing. The reason and is- this will change you forever. There's no there's no going back. And let me, I, I can't forget to say this. After I finished 75 hard, I created what I call a never do it again list. It's a list of 14 things that I read every single day. Ever since I finished, so my 75th day, remember, create the environment. I started so that my 75th day was my mother's birthday. My mother who passed away 11 days before my eighth birthday. So many of you know the story from past episodes we've done together. She's my greatest inspiration. So I made sure my last day was my mother's birthday. There were no cutting corners. I was going to honor my mother with finishing this program. And so when I finished, I said, okay, what are the things I'm never going to do again? And most people are like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Create a never do it again list. That's powerful. What's the stuff on that list? Oh, there's stuff about I'm not going to let anybody take my power. I'm not going to let anybody take my voice. I'm not going to get above this weight. I mean, there's all I won't yeah. eat excessively. Yeah. So it's You're not setting that some serious boundaries for yourself. Yes. And it, so it's not that I'll never eat a pizza again. It's I don't need to eat a whole pizza. Yeah. But if I'm with the kids and it's a cheat meal and I'm off the program. I'll eat a half a pizza, yeah. but I don't need to eat a full pizza or yeah. I don't need 18 scoops of ice cream. I could have two scoops of ice cream. Yeah. Right. So there's things that parameters. I will not do this again. And it has been such a powerful thing. And I read them every morning. But that's what you have to do is you have to condition yourself to continue to show up. Otherwise, you go back to the old behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and the people who do go back to the old behavior, those are the same people who are doing it because everybody else is doing it or it's popular. Look, motherfuckers, it's going to stay popular. You know why? Because it's a real solution. It's not a trend. It's not a fucking TikTok. It's not a fucking hashtag. This is a life-changing fucking program. Dude, talk about some of the internal things that it, that it, that you discovered in terms of like, you know, because like, dude, for me, and it sounds stupid, like it sounds so stupid now looking back, but dude, I could tell you, this is no bullshit. 
I couldn't go a fucking week without cheating on my diet. Like mm. I couldn't do it. I could not go more than seven days without cheating on my diet. It was, I had never fucking done it before I started 75 hard. Like ever. Now I'm going literally, this has been, fuck, two, what is it? Two and a half years almost now since we started this shit. You know, it's been a year since, uh, or a year and a half since 22, since the lockdown started. Dude, I've had fucking six days to eat regular food, like what I, what I used to call regular food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, dude, it changes you. And, and you know, yeah, I'm not going out and getting fucked up with my boys anymore. But you know what? Uh, I'm having a better life, dude. dude. I've been to baseball games. Yeah. I've been to sporting events. I've been to all these things. And you tell yourself you have to do, you don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah, dude, games. I went out last night and saw a Tommy Vex in concert. And and I didn't fucking drink. I, I was out to, like, for me, guys, you know, I'm getting I'm getting up there in the a, in a, in a, in a, in a age. You know, I had a... I was, I was home by midnight, man. It was a wild night. But, uh, you know, dude, I didn't fucking drink. I didn't, I just went, I hung out, had a good conversation. Like people are afraid to live without that crutch of alcohol in social, in social situations. And getting back to what the most, the biggest objection is, I, I, people will try to hide that their objections as like, they don't have the time or they don't have this, but what it really comes down to, dude, is just missing those social things. And the truth is you actually get a lot more out of the social interactions you do have because you're going there, you're having meaningful conversations, you're present, you're not intoxicated. And like what I do, bro, like I was never a coffee drinker before this. And you know how coffee's kind of an acquired taste, sort of like beer, right? Yeah. Um, so I started drinking decaf coffee, dude. So like when I go out with my friends to drink, I just order decaf coffees. And, and like, so I have like a little something to drink on. And bro, I'm having the same fucking fun I had before without all the bullshit. You know, out all the, you know, because let's be real, dude. Getting party drinking doesn't lead to a lot of good stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, once in a while you'll have it's like bat, it's like hitting a baseball. Three out of ten times you're gonna have fun, but seven out of ten times you're gonna fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just gonna be some drama. You're gonna get a fight with your girlfriend or your fucking boyfriend, or you're gonna or do you're gonna something stupid. Over yeah, or... dude. It's just not worth it. Like I can't. I, I drank for the first time uh, since October. I drank October fifteenth of 2020. I drank for the first time again on my birthday, uh, just like a week ago. And bro, I don't know that I'll ever drink again. Cause I drank that day and it was fucking fun. But like, dude, it really fucked with my mentality the next couple of days where I was down. I was fucking pissed off. I was mean to people. And dude, I don't, I don't need it. Like, I just don't need it. Like, I don't need it for any reason. And uh, I never thought I would be one of the people that like, you know, doesn't drink at all. But I I don't know, man. It, it might happen for me because like, I'm like, you talk about never do it again. Like I, I have to like, really like, why the fuck am I doing this to myself? You know what I mean? And, um, <clears throat> you know, I know that sounds like weird because like, dude, before that I was a heavy drinker, dude. Uh, I drink, you know, whenever the fuck I wanted, which usually was like four nights a week. And, um, my life's just so much better, like in every way without it. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I'm super thankful for it. I know, I know it's my program, but I'm just super thankful. Like I said in the, uh, in the, the previous podcast, you know, that that fucking soft motherfucker had enough fortitude to make it through that first fucking trip at 75 hard, man, because it, it was, it was life-changing for real. But you know, you, you had to go through, you said 12 to 15 in order to get to this point. Yeah. 
And so for everybody listening, as passionate as we've been and, and, you know, encouraging, empowering, inspiring you to choose different behavior, like if you're in where Andy was, and I've had periods of time like oh, that, yeah. professionally 2010 was, a, I mean, it's just awful. And you go back, like I had to go through that period of time to be who I am today. I had to go through pain with my dad to be who I am. You had to go through that three year period of time. So anybody listening, if you're going through it, I hope what you're hearing is, man, Andy was able to do this to get through to find his strongest self. Like I've had to go through so much pain in my life. And sometimes you seek things like this and you finally accept them because you realize like this is going to make me realize like how strong I can be. Yeah. You are so strong. Everybody listening who's been doubting, you've been listening to the self-talk. You are so damn strong. Everything you need is already in you. Just choose to go take it one day at a time. Just choose to win one day at a time. Download the app, get started, get those shots of dopamine. It feels so good every time you hit that little circle. Like, I don't know how somebody could go to bed. Like, I, like you just, it's like, I, I got to hit it. I yeah. got to hit it. And then the next day you will wake up. I want to get the, and just enjoy a little the, game. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. the program. And what I actually did, which helped me is I had a handwritten journal. So I've got three journals that are full for my year experience. So whether it was journaling what my good deeds were, you know, the random acts of kindness, whether it was. You know, uh, the converse, random the, the conversations I had with strangers, I journaled everything. I journaled breakthroughs. I journaled mental things. And so not only did I did the app, I did that because it got me to slow down and go, OK, what am I learning from this? And, and that's that's the beauty of this. Once again, now we haven't talked about physical in forever because it isn't about the physical. It's about you mentally breaking through that pain that you're experiencing right now and recognizing like you are so damn strong. It's interesting, too, bro that everybody thinks it's physical. Like, dude, guys, it's not a physical transformation. It's it's just not. You Are you going to transform? Absolutely. But what it is, is developing the skill set and the tools in your brain that actually result in a transformation. And that was the big, that was the big uh, aha moment. You know, when I, whenever I figured out that it wasn't, hey, I'm trying to do this. It was, I looked at this fucking pizza or this beer and I said, that fucking shit don't have any power over me. Fuck that. I'm tougher than that. And like, I kind of got my ego involved in it. You know what I'm saying? And, and dude, that, that switch, it's, it's helped a lot of people because they have always looked at it as, you know, cause dude, let's be real, man. Food and alcohol, like it, it it's very addicting, both things. And you know, we have this situation in life where, um, you know, we we don't really understand the perspective of, of control when it comes to these substances because we have to have at least the food to actually survive. So it's the equivalent of like saying, hey, man, you really should quit heroin, but you got to do it three times a day or you're going to fucking die, Right. That's where most people struggle with the fucking food is, and that's for me. Like if the more I eat, the more I eat. And so, you know, when we think about food and we think about how important it is to have the right food and we start thinking about, well, this is a temptation and fuck that. It ain't shit. I'm tougher than that. It's different. It's a different game than looking at um, the food and being tempted. Fuck, you can't fucking tempt me. Fucking piece of pizza. Fuck you. 
know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I look at it. And those so, those conversations, when you get on the other side of them, yeah. and you win yeah. one after another, after another, after another, after another, you actually understand the control that you do have over your mind. Yeah. And that's what gets you to have it. That's, that's what, where the transformation is, is born. And that's where you see it show up in other areas yeah. of your life. Because you realize like, okay, yeah, this fish when I'm at the restaurant, because people say I'm at the restaurant, so you just, well, you ordered what I ordered, but I ordered fish. Well, if the fish says it has butter sauce, don't order the butter sauce. And I promise you when you walk out of the restaurant, you'll you feel go, good. I feel great because I actually honored the program. I was honest with myself. I could have eat, what'd you eat for dinner? Fish and vegetables. Yeah. Never tell anybody about the butter sauce. But the reality is it's those little decisions where you say, I actually did it. Yeah. And that's where I ordered idea, it without the butter sauce. Well, and that's where the concept that we talk about zero compromise comes from. Okay. It's all or fucking nothing, man. Like those little compromises that you make, that's the slippery slope that leads you to getting back exactly where you were. All right. So we have to be aware of the compromises that we make in all areas. You know, where are we compromising? And most people are compromising literally fucking everything, literally everything in their life. Uh, nothing in their life is an absolute nothing. Nothing. It's all open for debate. It's all open for discussion. It's all open for the circumstances or the situation to dictate the actual actions that happen in reality. And what this program is really about is understanding that it's actually the opposite. These things, the drink, the food, the workouts, they have zero control over me. Okay. Like I choose to not do the alcohol or do this food because I have control over it. It doesn't control me. And when you look at a, a fucking, when you, when, when you've been like me and you've been 350 pounds and you have zero control. Okay. And you sit in front of a pizza while four of your buddies are fucking eating it and they're all getting smashed. I'm sitting there drinking coffee, eating fucking some chicken and shit, bro. There ain't nothing more powerful than that. Nothing. And, and we don't, we're not conditioned to see it the right way. So most people will see that situation. See, you kind of have to have a fucking chip on your shoulder to really get this, you know? And so like when I'm sitting down with my friends and they're eating shit and drinking beers, and I'm drinking a fucking coffee. You know what I'm thinking? I'm getting better than all you motherfuckers. That's my dialogue. And I don't care if it's you or if it's Sal or if it's my fucking dad. It's just the way I see shit. So enjoy your shit, motherfuckers. I'll be over here getting better. And that's how I look at it. And so what that program, what this program is really about is bringing the awareness that you are in control of you and most of the results of your actions. Do we have circumstances that happen? Fuck yeah. Do we have unexpected tragedies that happen? Yes. Do we have challenges that come out of the blue every day? Well, answer that for yourself. How'd your day go today? How much shit came that you didn't expect to come? Usually a fucking lot. So if we have the skills and we have the confidence and we have the demeanor and we have all these things that we're talking about, we become better equipped to handle them as they come and more effective as well and more happy in all of the things that we're all out there searching for. So, you know, it, it look, man, if I could, you know, if, if I could give you a pill and make you understand it, I would, you know what I'm saying? But you just can't. Yeah, bro. And, and like seeing all these people, uh, like, you know, cause dude, for us saying, you know, there's a lot of people that don't do it. There's a fuck ton to do too. And those people, man, it's fucking awesome. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. It, it's, it's been amazing to just watch online the stories and then, you mm -hmm. know, 
people that friends of mine I haven't seen in years and you see it on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, they're doing 75 hard and you see like the change in them. I mean, it's just all the stories. Think of the stories and the impact this program has had because you were going to speak at an event and you decided I got 75 days yeah. in order to prepare. And then all of a sudden 75 hard was created and you made a choice Yeah, and you making that choice. And I know you don't like when people, you know, put you up on a pedestal like this, but you know, you think of the impact and the stories and you got to just keep this thing going, you know, cause yeah. it's just, it, it's, it's incredible what that one decision has now done. You know, it, it, it's, I don't it's, think I'll ever go back. I mean, I, I'm afraid of going back. Like I, as confident as I am, my abilities, I still have a couple things I'm afraid of in life. For real. And, that, and it, we all have those yeah, fears, but, doubts, and uncertainties, but the program teaches you to silence. Those. Well, it's not, it's not only that, bro. It teaches you to leverage it. So what it does, like right now, so I've always been afraid of losing my business, right? Like I'm, I'm fucking scared of going back to 1999 and 2000 when I had to live on a fucking mattress in a shitty store. Okay. I don't want to do that shit. I did that shit already. I'm not doing it again. So that scares me, right? Like, like people, I, people hear that and they're like, yeah, right. You don't really think that. No, dude, trust me. The reason I run so hard and the reason I fucking work the way I do and the reason I'm so into this shit is because I do not ever, ever want to go back there. That's how you could tell somebody's actually been there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like the motherfuckers I know that like their story is like legit. You could tell by the way they act now how legit their shit was back then. Like, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. Everybody right now is popular to have a story. But, but dude, you know the, the ones that really got it. But the other thing that makes me afraid, dude, is getting fucking fat again. Like fat, fat, like I was. You know what I'm saying? So, so like now I've developed that same perspective where I'm, I'm working as hard as I can every day to create as much distance between that fat fucking lazy motherfucker and where I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I look at that shit. And so I don't ever want to go back. So I really, I, I really don't see myself like stopping. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I won't go on vacation and fucking, you know, and enjoy myself. But that's like, that's like the power of like yeah. doing that never do it again list, yeah. you know, having, having a power list, you know, there's a design to how you show up in your life. Most well, the people, vacations look different now. <clears throat> Everything the trips looks different. Look different. The, 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 the relaxing looks different. Like relaxing is, is no longer sitting on the couch and ordering a fucking extra large pizza and a bunch of fucking French fries and shit. That's not relaxing. Relaxing is going for a fucking, uh, a, a, a lift here at HQ and then doing some outdoor cardio later in the afternoon. I got all the bugs worked out and now I can relax like you were talking about at the game, you know? So it's just a different life, man. And, uh, I still love, you know, having a good time, but, but what I figured out is I fucking don't need all that extra baggage that goes with it, you know? So I don't know, man, I think we're on to something here. <laughs> I just, I, I applaud everybody out there who's done it and I applaud everybody who is getting ready to do it. Yeah, do and it. And I, I say this all the time whenever I get a chance to speak, just give yourself permission. Yeah. Don't do this for Andy. Don't do this for me. Don't do it because you listen to this podcast. Like, give yourself permission to finally go out and figure out how great you can be. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a powerful thing. You know, I, dude, like thinking back to where I was before I did this, and how fucking weak of a mind I actually had and how successful I had become with that mind. And now where I'm at now with like, it gets me excited. I'm like, Holy fuck, dude. 
and you realize there's more. I got all. That's what you and I talked about. No, it's like it's, it's like you feel like you're still scratching the surface yeah, of what's yeah. capable. There's no question. It's possible. Uh, fucking, I am. I mean, I drove here today in a nice car, but uh, Jeff Bezos went to fucking space yesterday. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like I I got some fucking going to do. You know, like uh, I know where exactly where the fuck I am and how much I haven't done yet. So I don't know, man. I'm. I, we kind of did like a whole fucking seventy five hard fucking sales pitch this whole time, but dude, the truth is. I can't sell something that's fucking free, so I'm just trying to help you guys out. And I, and I'll go back to what I said yeah. earlier. It's not it's not selling it. It's what's wrong with encouraging somebody to figure out how great they can be. I mean, if if you're pissed off at us for that, that's a good thing. If that causes you to give yourself permission, then that's a good thing. What do you think that's about, bro? Like, what do you really think that's about? Like the mediocrity that's going on. I think people have just been protected. You know, it, it's like anything. You you got to 350 pounds because you were conditioned to think like, okay, I, I've got a great business. Things are going on in my life. So what does it matter if I'm this? So you just condition yourself to think, well, it's okay. I'm good, right? Nobody questioned it. You just kept doing what you were doing. So there's patterns of behavior where you just, people are stuck. And if you have somebody who's been babied their whole life, maybe they've just been conditioned to think that way. Maybe they've had somebody who never believed in them. Dude, I think that's <clears throat> most of it. I mean, and, and so really, yeah, Andy and I, we get intense, we get passionate, but the reality is what we're really saying is we believe in you. Yeah. Like we believe that you can do this and we believe that this will unlock what it means for you to be your best. And so whether it's self-talk, lack of belief, people haven't told them that they're good enough, like just go live in or the pain. Or that they can be good enough. Yeah. And go, whatever your pain is, go live in that pain. I mean, I've been through so much painful, tough stuff in my life. That for me, like, I just, I know that there's a another level and I'm willing to get inside that fire and go find that next level. And when more pain comes, I will fight through it. And I want everybody to experience that too. How do you think, like, talk, like if we're talking to someone right now who who's completely, this, let's just say, you know, today's the first day they ever thought that maybe they wanted to do something like this. What would you say to that person? I would say, I want you to identify the reason why when you think about it tomorrow, you're still going to want to do it. And, you know, so our podcast, which you've been on, is one of the best episodes we ever did at the old HQ. Yeah. It's called The Burn. And I believe there are there, all the coaches. Tell them a little bit about the show. Yeah. So all the speakers and coaches that are out there, I think they significantly miss something very important. And they talk about why and they talk about purpose, which is significant. But they forget to talk about the burn. There's a fire. There's an underlying burn inside of you that's going to cause you to ignite that why and that purpose, which then leads to the necessary action to figure out how great you can be. I remember the Arte event, speaking with Marshall, right? I got to warm up the stage for Marshall Falk, being a St. Louis-born kid. That was one of the coolest yeah. things ever. And so I, I remember asking you guys, can I stay on and listen? And then I got to hear Jocko. I mean, it was awesome. And Marshall started talking when Ed was like, okay, tell him what room you're in in the Hall of Fame. He's like, I'm in the room, in the room. Like, there's like one of 10 guys to ever walk the face of the earth that have accomplished in the game of football at Marshall has. And Marshall goes, there was just something in my belly. It was just it. Like, it was, I don't even know what the hell you call it. And I remember looking at the screen like, Marshall, that's the burn. And we all have it. It's like, if you right now are teeter-tottering, do I, don't I, why are you going to do it? What's the fire inside of you? Who's made a sacrifice for you, right? So for me, everything's about honoring my mom. All the donations, the work. It's always an honor of my mom. That's why I said September 18th will be the 75th day 
because every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to write down my mother's name, Janet Fishman Newman, the burn. Bang. There it is. I will not stop. And so everybody has that, right? My story is not going to motivate you to do 75 hard, but there's something in you that if you grab it and if you wake up every day and you say, I'm going to connect to that fire inside of me, you ain't hitting that snooze button. No, I think one of the best things too about the program, dude, is that the motivation sort of built in. Like, if you can force yourself to grit through the first 15 or 16 days, like, dude, if you're someone struggling right now, I, I would challenge you, get through the first fucking 16 or 17 days, okay? That's a lot easier of a thing to digest than 75, right? Absolutely. Fifteen. Go 15, 16 days. When was the last time you did 16 days of fucking anything, okay? So, do it. Because what happens is, and, and by the way, you will have to fucking force yourself through that. You will have to work. You will be sore as fuck. You will be like, holy shit, I don't know if I can do this. Your feet will hurt, okay? But just do, force yourself through and let the momentum, <clears throat> sometimes it takes 20 days, sometimes it takes 25 days. But what eventually happens to every single person that does this is that they create the momentum themselves. And that's one of the most valuable skills that 75 Hard teaches is that it teaches you that you can manufacture momentum on demand. And if you can manufacture de uh, momentum on demand, you can always be motivated. You can always be working towards your goal and you can always be in that zone of feeling good about it. And you'll realize you have more capacity that's to it. do more in your life. Yeah, that's that was another byproduct I completely forgot. I had been telling myself forever, what do I need to write another book for? I'd yeah. already written all these books. Why write another book? And now my next book is coming out. And there's a chapter dedicated to you, the Andy Frisella chapter on leadership is not for everybody. Did you say like one word? Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's one of those things. Like I was telling myself, so I wrote another book because of 75. That, that's why. And so you realize like I have more capacity because if you're watching Netflix three hours a night, like you could go down to an hour of Netflix, still get in a couple good episodes, right? We want you to enjoy your yeah. life, but take the two hours back. That's all you need to complete the yeah. program in its entirety and then your meals. And so, you know, it, it's one of those things. There's so many things that happen and it's just people got to get out there and trust themselves and believe in themselves do you, and do it. What could someone from your experience, what could someone who hasn't done it, who who is just, let's just say they're, 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 they're a regular person. Okay. They've got a job. They've got a, bills to pay. They're busy. They've had family obligations. What would you say that that person will gain from this program? I would say it's clarity, awareness, intentionality. And there's like, there's like a presence. Like you will be more intentional when you're eating dinner with your family. Because everything has a purpose. Your actions have more purpose. And to me, you add that burn to it, the reason why, and you really intentionally connect to why you're going to make that sacrifice to do that. Everything kind of slows down in your life. You see things differently. I promise you, you'll be a better wife, a better husband, a better mother, a better father. Those are all byproducts. And I think a lot of times people hear us talk about winning, right? That's winning. Winning is believing that you can have balance in all these areas of your life. Not, well, I'm a really busy in my business, so therefore I can't do these other things. You can. Yeah. So do it. If you watch yourself do it and you, the belief that you'll have in yourself, you'll be you'll believe you could write a book if you never wanted to. If you've never even thought you could write a book, 
You'll slow down and say, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do something. I'm going to start a charity. I'm going to do something for my kids. I'm going to coach their team. Your life will change. Yep. Dude, what about, what about, so you mentioned there, you know, the dinner with your family and people are confused on why, why you're going to be more present. The reason that you're going to be more present at those things, guys, is because you're living intentionally, like literally living intentionally because you're forced to, because there's so much shit that you got to get done with this program. So what happens is you start scheduling out all of your, like literally every minute of your day. And like you said, when that, when that time comes, that's what you're doing. And you're doing, it's time management and awareness and, and living with intent. And that's what you're truly going to learn is when you grasp these things and start putting them into effect, bro, you're calling the shots now, not fucking, uh, you know, the bad news you got this afternoon or the, uh, you know, the dinner that you didn't know you had to go to or the unexpected things. Now you're in control of those things. Even when they're happening to you, you're able to work through them and move. So, you know, guys, there's so many benefits of this program and we talk about them all in depth in the book, um, which you can buy the book and it's going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. All right. So some people like to buy the book ahead of time and read the book. Some people like to read the book after they've done the program. And so if you, yeah, because dude, it's pretty cool to read the book and be like, holy fuck, this is exactly what the fuck happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the, how you felt. Yeah. So it's neat to see people do both. So if you think you're one of the persons that wants to be surprised, read the book at the end and then go to the podcast uh, and, and do it, you know, uh, what is it? What did I say? 14 and 80. Go listen to those podcasts, episode 14 and number 80. And you could do, do this free. It'll tell you exactly how to do it. You could do it on a sheet of paper. I have the templates on my IG page. All right. Uh, if you want, you can. There is a phase one, two, and three. That's right. Yeah, there is. There is a 75 hard is only the first part of the program. Um, but you know, there's tools to support it. We have the app, we have the book, we have all kinds of different things for it, but you do not have to buy any of it. You could just go listen to the podcast and do it. So be one of the people, you know, if you don't want to spend the money, you think that we're kind of bullshitting you a little bit or whatever the fuck you think, uh, fucking don't buy shit. Go listen to the podcast and do it. See if I'm right. I know I'm right, but it will fucking change you and it will make your life better. And dude, I just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing what you share today, because bro, the change that you made, like not just physically, I mean, physically, bro, you're a different machine completely. Um, but like the mentality sharpness and the ability, like, dude, I can see it in your content. I see it in the things you're saying. I feel it in your energy and dude, it's exciting to see that because it's like a, yeah, dude, it's like a, like, it's like a new version but the old version was fucking awesome. Like it's fucking cool, dude. So, um, you know, congratulations on the work you've done, man. It's cool. And, um, I really appreciate you making time to come on the show and talk about it. And guys, if you haven't, you know, been familiar with Ben, cause we have a lot of new listeners. You should go check him out. His Instagram is, is it Ben Newman now? Uh, at still continued fight. fight. Yep. Okay. At continued it's fight. at continued fight. Um, and where's tell them about like where else they can get you. Well, I Check out the new book, Uncommon Leadership. It When's comes it come out, out August 3rd. Okay. And uh, Ed Milet wrote the foreword. And I mean, it's it's influenced. Essentially, what I wanted to do was honor people that have impacted me. Yeah, this is you, not man. some biography like about my life. This is like lessons I've been blessed to learn from 11 amazing leaders 
that have impacted my life. And so you've had a huge impact on my life. This has changed my life. I will forever be a different person. And so I had to honor you in the book and uh, I appreciate our friendship and uh, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, likewise. Guys, uh, follow Ben, support Ben, you know, definitely buy his book. Um, Oh, let me mention one more thing about the book because this is something I don't know if I've ever uh, heard of an author doing this, but Charlie, another friend of ours, uh, he actually, he dude's just an inspiration. Yeah. And 100% of the proceeds from the book are being donated to start a new facet of his charity to honor teachers. So my mother was a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I've already sent him $30,000 from the pre-sales. Not like my profits from the book. Right. 100%. Like if you buy it on Amazon for 25 bucks, that. I'm donating $25. Yeah. Which means I'm coming out of pocket with you with every book. I ain't making yeah. money on these books because I wanted to pay it forward in a significant way. Because there's teachers who can't even buy their own school supplies. Yeah. And now I realize that's what my mother went through. And I've, I've been blessed with so many things that have happened in my career that for me to be able to give back with all of you to a cause like that for teachers, I don't need to make any money on books. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome, bro. Well, guys, you know, give him a follow. Give him, Check out his book. Uh, check out his content. Check out his podcast, The Burn. It's fucking cool. It's a different format than most of the other podcasts out there, which I really like. I loved being on it. Um and guys, I just want to say thanks, man. You know, thanks for always supporting us. Thanks for for sharing the word. Uh, you know, we don't run ads and we don't do all that bullshit everybody else does. So if you like the show, if it was good, you know, pay the fee, man. Give us a share. Uh, share us on your social or at least tell somebody about it in a positive way. Um, but we are here to help you guys. We're help to help you guys laugh, help you guys learn, bring you some fucking awareness or some truth, give you some skills uh, to make this place better, man. You know, we're all sick of this shit going on in the world. And the only way it's going to get better is if we fucking get better. So um, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Doesn't know. Headshot. Case closed. Close.